0: The crash site would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we create, the Yuggera and Turrible peoples. We also pay our respects to elders, past, present, and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded, always was and always will be Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples' land. That's a catch 22,
1: right? (laughs) (laughs) We were. Have oh, uh, you think the second one? Remember, we were delirious. We were like, "How do we fix the show?" We we're like, "We could go back to snakes again." <laughs> and all of us kind of went, "We could." Yeah. Like, yeah. unless we got a standalone machine. Yeah. Yeah. What if we could? If you could design? Why don't
2: we just hire a um, podcast production company?
1: What if we hired ourselves and we just paid ourselves? <laughs> as artists i never
2: that is such a loophole to life yeah yeah what if more. you used your daily wages to then pay yourself for your creative work
1: thus <laughs> meaning
2: you always wait. have paid creative work
1: well remember it's the, like <laughs> after those, it's, it's those business workshops we did the first rule of business is pay yourself first cash flow. right yeah yeah <laughs> it's yeah, flow flow yeah yeah
2: Gas flow is the blue arrow, and cash flow is the green arrow.
1: Exactly, gas leads to cash. Yes. Did you know this is totally tangential? Systemic podcast this morning. You love that word. Yeah, yeah, I love tangential. Um, it's a great word because because <laughs> also I tangent a dude, lot. You, dude. <laughs> I'm a you tantalizer.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's tangential. Yeah. I just.
2: Was that some alliteration? Yeah.
0: Did you just? Uh, yeah. It is
2: because it's a consonant. Don't phone me. In yeah, this. Yeah. I,
0: I'm permanently like, dunno <laughs> <know> which one.
2: <laughs> it's vowels and consonants.
0: Yeah, but I'll. You ask me which one is it. No, I,
1: go, I freeze.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i spoop.
1: Speaking of spoop, it um, <laughs> actually ties into my story. Did you know?
2: Immediately,
1: my physical reaction to that is to raise my hand. Everyone, back everyone, everyone moved away from me the second I said, "Oh God." So basically,
0: Fertilizer. hundred kilos, <laughs> the government forces. <laughs> Fourteen, fifteen. Wait,
2: which character was that? Who said? Was that the guy that was, who's like punk?
0: No, no, that's Vivian. No, not Vivian. It's the uh, it's the dopey one, the long hair hippie. Oh part.
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh.
0: Ooh. I like the guy
2: with the metal studs yeah, in his face. That's Vivian. Because that yeah that <laughs> translated for me. Like when was that a major part of nineties fashion? When they were like, let me just pierce myself with star shaped bolts. <laughs>
0: Or All he's
2: the... waking up every day and putting star stickers on his face because yep, that...
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's nothing
2: punk. screams fuck the system like star stickers. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. Well, <laughs> the Young Ones. I've never seen that. Oh, oh, wow. Young you Ones. You've got to watch The Young Ones. You'd, You'd love, it. love it. You'd love it. Really? Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Have yeah. you seen Boosh?
0: You need Bush. to watch
2: Boosh. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's wow. in
0: a similar vein. Yeah. Okay. But Young Ones is a bit more old school. I think.
2: And Boosh is more like trippy and
1: confusing
0: yeah but anyway all these things you know everyone interprets their own meanings from it
1: so it's <laughs> that sounds like such a great segue zone yeah yeah i feel like today we have <laughs> come to this 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 crossroads in our <laughs> podcasting journey and as we look out to the horizon all we can do is all of is, us
2: are staring at an air conditioner
1: all of us are staring at the one <laughs> air conditioner but that Here's what's interesting. All of us have a different relationship with that air conditioner. Oh, very Because very. it's a different meaning it has in our life. Like for me, it's right above my bed, so I listen to it. And it listens to me <laughs> so as I to see you. <laughs> it. You know, like we have this mutually, you know, beneficial relationship that when I turn it on, it gets a chance to actually experience life as a human being through me. And and <laughs> I think for me it it keeps me cool, you know, so it's very like symbiotic. But for you guys, you know, how do you interpret my air conditioner?
2: I think it's a useful appliance. (laughs) I think it's a useful household appliance. I can also see that it's Mitsubishi
0: initial Electronics. They're not a sponsor, yeah. just to be clear.
2: All I can remember was that ad that used to run when we were younger with that famous, I think it was like a footballer or something, and he like, sponsored oh, Mitsubishi. Yeah. So that's my relationship to your household air conditioner.
0: Mm. Billy Slater.
2: No, it was not Billy Slater. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Darren Lockyer.
2: No, it's not Darren Lockyer. You're just Jonathan us... Thurston. no. No, but he, he sponsors um, kindergartens.
0: That's cool. Yeah, Wait, that's awesome. yeah, no. He does, yeah. He's a legend. Yeah, 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 he is. I've actually served him a few times at when I worked at the Emporium. Oh, really? He's, he's a genuine bloke. Dude. He's He's like a nice guy.
2: He seems really cool. Yeah. If you're going to want to get a beer with anyone, right?
1: It's this mysterious man that no one's named. Jonathan
2: Thurston. Wait, it is Jonathan Thurston? <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, right. What? Everyone
1: looked at me like I was wrong. <laughs> no, we're
2: talking about the fact that he... No, this is d the <laughs> conversation. I'm so lost. We're, we're on like, brand. <laughs> it's all good. Can we
1: go back to the moment where we're standing at the edge and we're not looking at my air conditioner, but in fact, are looking at an empty field. And in the empty field, there is nothing mm. except our own imagination. And through our own imagination our life experiences, we come to a sense of meaning. And thus, I bring us to the first question of today's podcast. Oh, you have a question? I, I do. <laughs> Thank you, Zane. Awesome. I do have a question. Oh, wow. My question is... Great preparation. This is awesome. <laughs> hey, thanks. <laughs> thanks. My, my question is, as I formulate it in my head right now, Oh, is, I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> how do you... Bank. How do you bang? A great you, question. How do you?
2: Bang? Let's talk toys, videotapes. <laughs> Let's talk favorite positions.
1: Let's talk about all your favorite <laughs> things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry.
2: Role <laughs> play is it necessary, <laughs> or is it just another way to put on a show?
1: <laughs> it's a performance. Are you just performing?
2: <laughs> and if so, to whom? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we need to do an episode on that topic. Oh,
1: oh, Obviously, yeah. I think it's we've all got a lot like built up energy that needs <laughs> yeah. to be released through a bang episode. Sexual tension. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I, no. Had, I wanted to release the sexual tension. Yeah, we've walked ourselves into a very tight corner. Yeah. And by getting out of it, I asked the question how do you create meaning in your own life?
2: <laughs> <laughs> really big jump.
1: <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, it's a really big jump because we had to jump out of that corner.
0: <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about this on my ride home today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was... I was trying to be, like, really grounded in the moment. And I don't know, there's something about the Australian landscape the flora and fauna. Just that I could hear some birds chirping and, and these huge eucalyptus tree. you know. Oh, it was it was stunning. I feel like I create meaning through like being able to like exist in the moment. Mm. But I mean, I, I was thinking, do I draw inspiration from like natural things, but also culture? Or do I draw inspiration from text or objects and images? Like there's, I was thinking about that a lot, but I I think that nature resonates with me a lot. And I I create meaning out of that connection to, to land to nature, yeah.
2: That's mm. so interesting.
0: In my in my like daily walk, mm. walks yeah. of life, yeah.
2: So do you try and do you find yourself trying to spend as much time outside as possible, kind of thing? Yeah, think? or
0: even just like remind myself of like you know the sky and the things like that, mm. just like the simple simple things that. Or just like I've been reading a book by Michael Singer. It's called The Untethered Soul, and it's very much about
2: tethering te- the soul.
0: You're tethering the soul, you know. Sorry. Role play. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> it's actually a. Oh my, my god! Banging. <laughs> <laughs> Could you
2: imagine that scene? <laughs> like. Sorry, just really
1: quickly, I'm just about to untether my soul. <laughs> I Someone walks we... <laughs> in
2: with a leash. How bad you tether my soul? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry. Sorry, please. No, so on, on, on a, a more Really significant philosophical lives. note. Spiritual note. It, it's about like taking a backseat in your consciousness, like awakening the consciousness and experiencing energy. And um, I've gotten so much out of it and I'm not even halfway through yet. But mm. this, this thing that Michael Singer keeps sort of saying is like, you, you, you're in control of like your thoughts, that inner voice. Or like it will always go on, but you can sort of take a seat back and be aware of that. And then take another seat back and be aware of the noticing you're aware, which Mm. is just like a mind blown moment. Mm. But um, yeah, saying about like not, you know, like uh, uh, recognizing emotions or like feelings, but like not succumbing to them. So like you. (laughs) (laughs) I hope. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: For those that snake. Shut
2: the up, Shut up. I have
1: to 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 (laughs) clarify. Zane Zane was like sharing this very deep and meaningful moment. Tarek burped and like tried to swallow it. But it just made like a very gentle uh (laughs) sound. And so that's why we've derailed. But Zane on that
0: point, if I, if I, yeah, if I could summate yeah. it before you sort of tangentialize. um, yeah, <laughs> S- sit down sir. <laughs> <Yeah. tangentialize. laughs> Being like aware of 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 your ability to be aware, but like, oh, it's so hard to put into one sentence or like a few words, but just, just acknowledging like your consciousness, experiencing energies, but not like getting drawn into them. Yes. Like, and recognizing that being like, or even like thinking, well, that's crazy that I'm like able to experience this new mm. thing, this moment, like right now, mm. like this foreign novel experience. Mm. I find myself experiencing more and more
1: things, the more mm. I like take that seat back. Yeah. Mm. It, it's kind of like that. It's like this idea of like awareness without judgment, right? Is it's like, if you can pull, because I think that's one of the things that's like, when, when you look at things like meditation and stuff, Mm. Like, I feel like one of the biggest things that holds people back and I know it like holds me back a lot from like, I guess like releasing into it is there's like a judgment that can develop of like, am I doing this right?
0: Mm. Mm. You know,
1: like I'm, I'm trying to focus on my breathing and I like fall asleep and I wake up at the end and I'm like, oh my God, I fell asleep. I did it wrong. Mm. You know, yeah. or, or this is wrong. But it's like, no, no, that state of awareness and of like, like, like consciousness. right which then like leads to the you know these all of these different reflections on enlightenment and what it means to be you know like like at peace and and grounded in your state of awareness is this idea of being aware but without judgment Mm. not judging the way in which you are aware but simply being aware and and not not projecting out but simply holding that awareness Mm. Mm. and it's
0: like there's this energy inside you and that's your like birthright is this energy that you have, and you have access to that at all times, and a hundred percent of that. And sometimes you get drawn into these sort of yeah judgment of your own inner voice or your your own, own capacity, mm-hmm. even. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then that's what sort of takes you down a rabbit hole. Whereas, like, if you acknowledge it and then and then let it go, like you you you're empowered by that. You like, like, oh that you know that happened, but I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna dwell on it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And how do you guys relate when you if you have experiences in life that you're drawing meaning from do you often feel like you need to grasp that and put it into some kind of artistic work do you do you guys experience that kind of pressure sometimes i definitely think i do like sometimes i'll even be currently be in a moment i'll be like thinking in the back of my head okay how do i how do I encapsulate this into some kind of work or piece of art? or this should be explained to people. Or do you guys just enjoy sitting in the moment? Do you have any experience with that? I
1: would say I, I like, wrestle with this so much because I, like, like, I crave stillness and I crave, like, moments of, like, self-reflection of, like, pursuing some kind of, like, peace in in and of myself and in and of the moment in which i'm in but i find it really hard sometimes to to be that that's something i like strive for because i know that i've lived so much of my life not in that state but so much of my life is i'm like in awe of like the human experience and like my capacity to like experience things and feel things and just like have a sensation like the physical sensations of like walking home late at night after like having a couple of beers with friends and like walking home and looking out and like You know, like just seeing the city in a new way, and you're just like, whoa, like I feel all of this emotion. You're like listening to music, and you're like, Mm. this music is like speaking to me, like through me, and I'm having this sensation. I'm like, I want to capture this, I want to find some way to communicate this experience that I'm having. Mm. And I feel like that's like probably why I like make art and I'm like, you know, like do creative work and pursue that is because like if I didn't have an outlet for it, if I didn't have a way to explore those things and attempt to recreate or in some way like manifest these deeply personal experiences and sensations like I just feel like I wouldn't feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Like it because for me it's in in so doing I'm attempting to understand. Like the way that I create meaning is by trying to understand the experiences that I'm having both on a physical emotional and, like, like spiritual level, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, like, those moments in your life where you have an experience and you go, I have no words for that. Like, I want to be able to, like... like Put like, words to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, like, put something to it, you know, and try and capture it because I'm, like... It is so interesting and I know, like... And we talk about this a lot. It's, like, when you know other people have those moments, yet there is no, like, real, like, structure in society through which we can actually have those conversations. We need art and we need... Yeah. Like creativity, and we need connection with other human beings in order to explore that.
0: Yeah, it makes me think of like someone goes, "How are you going?" And it's like, man, sometimes someone asks me that, and I and I look at them and I blank. I go, "Yeah," like I literally say, "Yeah," because there's I don't know whether, however I'm perceiving it in the moment. There's sometimes it's like too much to like explain or yeah. like, yeah. So I, I do think like that art serves a great purpose in letting out things but i've to contrast i never had like the i never felt the necessity to produce art mm. and when i have and i'm not able to or i'm not like you know in the set space it frustrates me mm. and then linking back to that i i've learned to like just sort of let go of that mm. and i'm just more be experiencing this thing even though i probably won't understand it most of the time as well mm. but then i'll find myself when i do end up making art or doing music it's just like the stars have aligned and i'm just there i'm doing it and it just feels right yeah and in that moment it's like a like an in and out like simultaneously like this experience is like being yeah it's like a circle
2: yeah you're experiencing the input and you're providing an output yeah like, like, same time I yeah. Understand. Well, that's
0: the beauty of like music for me mm. at least yeah but then when i like write music as well or lyrics I do like prose poetry and prose Mm. it'll it'll just it'll just happen Mm. random moments I was doing the washing and I was just like yep (laughs) wrote down like this one line and I felt good I was like ah you know I think I
2: definitely have a slow burn with translating meaning Mm. from experience into creativity or creative output yeah um I'll experience something like many, many years ago. And then when I think I'm a lot of my creativity is tethered to headspace and stuff as well. So I, I will have like a really creative two months or something. Yeah. And then aside from that, it's it doesn't feel as natural. It just feels like I'm chipping away at or like flexing a muscle or trying to learn. Whereas I'll have, yeah, like just little bursts of it feeling effortless Um, but I I, I find it really hard to explain myself throughout I've always said that I can translate other people's meaning into creativity easier than my own and that's why I looked into going down like marketing and stuff like that because you take someone's already got a product or an idea or um, a service And what you have to do is really understand that and understand them as a brand and then translate the meaning of that into a video, into a photo, into a campaign or something Mm. like that. And I find that so much easier because I don't have to grapple with my own being within that. (laughs) Mm. Like there's not the same amount of um, exposure. Yeah. Mm. You know, like you've got to be um, confident almost a, less anxious to share your own yep. bits of yourself but how do you guys go at translating meaning for other people do you find it easier or do you find it harder working on a project like that
1: can i can i like take t- two things off of that <laughs> yeah yeah go for of, it because it's yeah. like one thing i want to answer that question let me get to it in a second but i think there's something really interesting of tying together what you just said with this idea of this awareness without judgment right Mm. it's the same thing of creativity without judgment Mm. right in the sense of is like there is an insecurity that develops when you go through creatively expressing myself i'm putting myself out into the world and that same voice of judgment like like challenges you in in doing that like Mm. for you to be aware of yourself and communicate honestly and authentically as yourself you have to battle that judgment and you actually have to Mm. like push it away and you have to let that judgment go and embrace your own creativity your own like expression of self without judgment Mm. and i think it's like that's to me exactly like pinpoints why you know i i have this belief that spirituality and creativity are deeply intertwined and why they have been throughout history you know from the very beginning like art and spirituality have always been intertwined um and it's that exact thing it's like is it's like because in order for you to create i think a lot of times you have to battle judgment you Mm -hmm. know like you have to like and i think where it's most fulfilling and most sustainable is where you can actually ground yourself in a state of awareness and openness you know like open-hearted presence Mm -hmm. without that judgment that can cloud it yeah um so I just wanted to, like, add that in because I thought it was really interesting that both of you had, like... Like, you both sort of said the same thing but in different contexts. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Which I think is really cool.
2: We're, like, the same.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I With, want yeah. Cool hair now, too.
0: <laughs> you can't have it. For the audio listeners, Tarek has a and cool orange hairstyle. Yes, I dyed yeah.
2: all of my hair orange, and I have not told my parents yet. <laughs> but it's crash colors. Sort of <laughs> yeah, <saying>. yeah. <laughs> I'm officially the team mascot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. They don't listen to this podcast, so they'll
1: never know. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, interesting Sorry. point, though, to like then tie back into the question you asked. So the question yeah. around, like, how do we go about, like, say, communicating other people's expressions or like yeah. collaborating with people like it really comes down to collaboration right yeah. well I think it's really interesting in the sense of like the difference between working on a project that you have come up with like that you have created or devised or written versus working on a project that someone else has written or that mm. someone else is like the the visionary or, or has paved the path mm. you know Um, and I think it's like I think you know everyone has their own sensitivities for that but I think, like, through over the past couple of months, I've really realised that for me, at, like, at least this stage in, like, my life and where I'm at is, like, I really get a lot from, from being, from taking an idea, for, like, from taking a project from the idea phase, mm. from ideation to some realised product. Mm. Yes,
2: yeah, so and, and I
1: find, I find a lot more fulfilment and like a more authentic connection with myself and my own creativity when the ideas have come and that that originating idea has come from me or i've been a part of its origins Mm -hmm. whereas like say getting a script and then working on a project that's come from a script i think there's a level of distance that that doesn't that feels like i can't I can't embrace it with, like, the full extremity of my creativity or the mm. full extremity of, of, of my authentic expression Bec- because it's coming it's come from a different origin point. Mm.
2: And cre- like, as a creative practice, um, tips and tricks and stuff, how do you go about um, trying to create, tether your own meaning to something? Because there's there's always going to be times when we're working on stuff that is not wholly ours, yeah. right? So how do you... Is there any processes that you found helpful for creating a meaning between you and whatever project that you're working on and adding your own flair to it, you know?
0: I think that practising authenticity is a great thing. Mm. Mm. Um, And it it might come natural to me, I guess, because I've never thought about, like, how do you, like... Put your meaning into a work, whereas I've always just thought, like, the work I'll do is just like inherently mine. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, I don't know if, if, if it, if, yeah, I can't think of like a, a specific example of how to pr- yeah. practice authenticity, but maybe if it like feels like, you know, you're not quite being completely 100% honest with yourself. Well, or what about
2: like if you were given, if you were um, having to play a bunch of covers? Mm -hmm. Uh, in a band like what would the steps take for you guys to be like Okay, well would you just be like listen to the song and immediately want to play it how they played it or would you want to switch it up like what would your creative process be you
0: always have to put your own flair on it yeah well that's my opinion of it Mm. you you yeah but once again it's just always come to me yeah yeah, yeah yeah i don't know how how to like
1: put that in words yeah
0: yeah it's so
1: difficult <laughs> no and it, well I feel like that's exactly it right is because there's a level of intuition to all of this stuff like mm. creativity relies on intuition where does that intuition come from it comes from your that base level of awareness mm. Right, whereas when you actually connect with yourself and you find presence you like connect in with it with yeah. your own intuition but I think for me if if I was to able to reflect on this and maybe like you could relate mm. is I think say for example if i'm taking a project that someone else has written or it's someone else's project like the first thing is to go well okay well what's my role in this what is what position am i taking in taking an idea into a final product which should be communicated very uh, clearly very clearly and, and if yes. I don't have clarity on that I need to ask yeah. I need to say I need to know Like, what is my role Like, am I, am I an actor in this project awesome yeah. so the meaning that I'm going to create from this is how do I connect to this as an actor mm. as an actor who has a relationship with probably a director who has a relationship to a writer who is taking the language of someone else and transforming that into a realized character that is my end project. My end project is not a film or a theatre piece. My end project is a character. Yeah, and you yeah. take ownership over that. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what your responsibilities are. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And in the same way, it's like, well, if I'm a director, okay, I'm taking I'm taking some writing, right? Mm-hmm. And I understand that, that, you know, like, no matter what you take, like, there is a million ways you can take any piece of art, mm-hmm. you know? You know, like, you could take it any way you want, but I go, oh, well, what here resonates with me and what resonates with the story that I want to tell from this work? Mm. You know, the parameters I have is this is the text mm. and and I can't change that. I can't manipulate that. But what I can do is add a creative flair that allows it to get to a new realization through me. Yeah. I become mm. a vessel for translating the text to the stage or to the screen or to, you know, whatever end product we're working mm. towards.
2: And an interesting thing I'd like to ask coming off that is do you take, consi- do you consider audience as a part of that equation? So in your, especially in your personal creative practice, do you think about, okay, I know what audience is going to be for this piece because it's it's just got X amount of attribute, ad, attributes. Amazing. I'm, I'm built for podcasting. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> or, you know, like it might be an action script or whatever and you have a vague idea of what your audience is going to be and what your marketing team's doing. So is that a part of your equation when you're devising how the final product's gonna look or are you trying to just space it out and focus on your meaning
1: well i feel like i feel like that i feel like you have to separate them to begin with and then they can collide mm. so i think i think you always have to start off for you because if you don't resonate with something why are you doing it mm. like I, I really think and obviously look there's a difference. Like like. Sometimes you're gonna have to do things you maybe you don't resonate with because yeah. they're gonna pay the bills, then they're gonna allow you to get to the next thing and they're gonna be a career move, mm-hmm. right? But then you also need to then think about, okay, so do I how do I resonate with this, with that in mind? Mm-hmm. You know, am I doing it for this? So maybe I need yeah. to shift my approach so that it is more commercial in this sense. And that's part of the art of making up, right? Yeah. yeah. But I think, like, generally, like, for me personally, my approach would be around, like, connecting with it for, for me personally. Like, what do I resonate with and why do I feel connected to this? Mm. Once I feel that I have that established, I'm then thinking about, okay, who's the audience? Mm. What is their relationship to the work? To give you an example, I'm working on a show right now that some it's, it's a script that's been written by other people and then I am, I'm co-directing it. So what's been really interesting through that process is it's not only my ideas, but it's the ideas of another directing entity. So we're working off one another and we're, we're like working together to find some through line, some reason for this to be translated to the stage in this circumstance. But early on, like up until like now, really, the focus has been on um, on getting something up and ready, like a concept that exists that both of us resonate with and that fits the script we were given. It's only now that we're now thinking, okay, now how does this translate to an audience? Mm-hmm. So there was a line, like there was one line today that I was looking at that one of the actors was presenting and up until now, like I would viewed it as one way, but then I went, actually, let's change that and let's actually have you throw that line away, not put significance on it because that's actually going to make an audience wonder why you didn't put significance on it. Because it's a very, you know, it's basically it's like, it's like a fuck in the middle of a sentence, mm-hmm. right? Which naturally, like you can emphasize it and it's like, whoa, whoa, okay, there's a meaning there. Yeah. But here by taking it away, the audience is then going to naturally want to inquire into that. Mm. So I'm thinking about it then. But I had to have a personal connection with the text first, mm-hmm. I think.
2: To get it to that stage yeah. in the first place. Because it's also, I guess, a balancing act between overcrowding yourself and not, especially when you're in a position of... um a lot of moving parts in a development, you know, like something like yeah. directing when you've you've got to oversee a lot of different genres within that role. Yeah. So you wouldn't want to overcrowd your brain too early with like this, who's, what would this person's meaning be? What's my person, like Not, what's my meaning, you know? Well, yeah. I feel like
0: as well, like if you look at it from like a production point of view like that, like mm. there's a writer and they, you know, or well, traditionally, the rider will, like, have their sort of timeline, mm. which starts very early and ends pretty early to mid. Mm. Like, there's that line in the sand, right? Obviously, it'll get windy at the beach, but then... Wait, like, what?
2: Oh, line in the sand. <laughs> yeah. I was like, but, <laughs> what? I was being, you know, I was
0: being, I don't know, what's the word for it? Trendy. Trendy. I was being metaphorical and yeah you know, <laughs>
2: yeah i don't know if metaphorical <laughs> and trendy are synonyms hey i'm a metaphorical trendy guy but I'm you know, metaphorically trendy yeah
0: the people are informing each other it's like this constant process of i inform you and that informs me and then even as like an actor like the character i was reading i was listening to the jonathan podcast from a couple of weeks ago that zed had yeah and like the whole idea of a character that someone plays informing the individual and then the individual informing the character, right? Oh. And then that informing an audience. And the audience's energy informing the, char- like the individual. It's like all these interwoven webs where people can inform a work and, and the meanings will, like, ring through. But then, you know, as an audience individual, mm. I'm going to have a totally subjective experience to this work anyway. But 100%. they're just... They're, it's like the, for the foundations, right?
2: Great example for um, <laughs> disparate audience meaning, <laughs> yeah. pathos. Yeah, yeah. Everyone related to a different part of that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And people who had really similar life experiences related to completely different mm, things. Yep. Like, yeah, it was... And everyone yeah. pulled bizarrely um, individual meaning from... Yeah pretty much all of that show and it was interesting because the show is kind of broken up into three parts totally and it was it was cool that people related to like whole parts or even just characters yeah. yeah 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 like there was just so many different yeah experiences happening in one room
0: well i think also even as someone who's involved in this process and it yeah. wasn't my idea particularly but like zed how yeah. you facilitated the whole process like, I was able kinda to be... kind of
2: sounded like you were throwing him under the bus no. there. <laughs> <laughs> was
0: able It to be... wasn't my <laughs> idea, yeah. but Zed. No, 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 no. Like, I was able to be my true self. And, like, and I feel like I had a lot of ownership over this project, especially by the end of it, you know? And then I think for that project in particular, like, the, eth- the, uh, <laughs> the ethos, I was going <laughs> to say the pathos of it. <laughs> like, the pathos of The, the ethos of pathos. But like, I feel like you know, it was these young creators coming together and like sharing their experiences, right? So inherently, I feel like that's beautiful because that energy will be in that space. So people are going to be reflecting on their experiences. Mm. And that, that was the beauty of that. Show,
1: well, well, okay, let's map this back. And I know we talk about Pathos a lot, but I think yes. that's because it was a really significant moment for all of us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't but, think we talk about <laughs> <yeah>. it enough <laughs> for the amount
2: of yeah. fucking emotional. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs>
1: Whoa. The the work that went into that show, the <laughs> process of that show. Yeah. But but I think what's really interesting is where we started, and like we had this conversation early on as the production team of like, all right, well, number one is we need to build this space. For this show to actually happen. Mm -hmm. Like we invested a lot of time and energy and like, like our skills into creating a space where people could be vulnerable. Where they could like lean into their own sense of self-awareness and self-reflection and open that up to other people, Mm -hmm. right? And, and then taking away our own sense of judgment right we worked together to remove our judgment of ourselves and one another so that we could push a production that was authentic Mm. you know and while some people didn't connect with it some people did you know like it it, it actually ended up not being about the audience but it was actually about us looking at how do we communicate authentically and honestly as ourselves you know and that that doesn't have to be this linear thing that it can be something that ebbs and flows and evolves and you know like like sort of explores the parameters of our own consciousness and our own ways of expression. In those moments. In those moments, yeah. you know. But but what what was it required? Awareness of ourselves and one another mm-hmm. and a release of judgment. We had yeah. to let go of judging ourselves, judging how we connected, how we related, judging ourselves in the past, judging ourselves in the present and judging who we want to be. Yeah. We had to let that go in order to create, yeah.
0: you know. Connection, creation, creation. Collaboration, baby literally yeah without any yeah creative freedom i feel yeah. like that uh, has come up a lot in our podcast like this yeah freedom to to create being authentic you know a process that that rings true to you and your authentic self i think that's like quite a big takeaway from from all these podcasts so far yeah mm. Mm.
1: and then to tie it in again right well, well why is that is because it's through that that we create meaning that is actually significant. Yeah. It's not meaning that anyone else can give us. Like no one no one could give us the meaning we generated from ourselves. that process. Yeah. Yeah. We had to generate it ourselves. Cuz we're setting those boundaries as exactly. well. Exactly. Whether we know it
0: or not. Yeah. And that's the beauty of awareness is when you get to decide what meaning you get. You yeah. Decide how you're going to get it. It just
1: opens up this whole
0: realm of existence
1: and it expands like right now the meaning that we've got from that experience is changing as we're speaking about it Mm. right and as we continue to speak out we continue to reflect on it our relationship with that meaning and how it impacts the meaning that we have in ourselves right now is changing and that's like the beautiful thing is it's completely non-tangible. That this was a lot like of words. The, yeah, this is like the babushka
2: dolls of experiences.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we get deeper and deeper, yeah, and, deeper yeah. and deeper. And
2: yeah. then when you're explaining yeah. this to your grandchildren, well, you will then extrapolate more meaning yeah, yeah. like a nerd's rope that never yeah. ends.
1: <laughs> well, so I mean, really, that, that's really some reason it, is that life is just a never-ending nerd's rope. Well, yeah, <laughs> yes, things,
0: yeah, things will get complicated. Life is Life is complicated let's let's accept that right <laughs> but we, we accept it but maybe something no, for the I audience tried. to take from this if you haven't tried meditating maybe like once you've finished this i mean i think podcasts are a form of meditation mm. once you finish this just like if you haven't tried it just youtube wherever you are whatever you're doing right now meditation for what you're doing yeah. where you are guarantee there'll be one yeah and even if it's just a gateway just like get used to it see how you know how you re- feel doing it like since I've started meditating my life changed drastically yeah Yeah. yeah.
2: you drive a uh, Mercedes now
0: <laughs>
1: six yeah. girlfriends yeah. I'm, yeah. He's I'm financially free two and million what's... <laughs> a year <laughs> my whole life changed
2: for <laughs> the, ni- the small cost of 99.95
1: we can teach you our skills <laughs> Uh, no, but I actually also want to add one last thing on that. Um, an alternative is me- if meditating is like super intimidating cause it yep. can be yep. right. Is like, try just like sitting down and just like focusing on your breathing. Mm. Right. Yeah. And if you want some music to listen to, there is this so- song, which is a collaboration between John Hopkins and East forest. And it's called sitting around the fire. And it is one of the most beautiful songs that I've ever listened to. Zan and I listen to it regularly. Yep. I actually listen to it every night, and I meditate to it to go to sleep. Yeah. But it is, it is like such a simple just process of listening and taking in like the words and the music, yep. and you can just like focus in on that, and it just gives you a state of presence. Yeah. Yep. How long is that song? It's about eight and a half minutes. Minute. Yeah. It's yep.
0: actually eight minutes and thirty-five seconds. You can to sleep it exactly. very quickly. <laughs>
1: because I, I, I i'm <laughs> exhausted i it's you know
0: i have a, a nightly meditation that i yeah. do and it's the yeah. same thing and i don't know what happens in it because I, yeah. I think it's like half an hour long but i never get past probably eight minutes as well yeah sleep yeah.
2: cast i have the same sleep yeah. cast yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. i think I, I know i know all the words off by heart at yeah. this stage because i must keep listening to it in my subconscious but i probably don't mm. make it past like the second paragraph <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, yeah. Speaking of sleep, maybe it's time that we put this podcast to, to sleep.
0: sleep. not not this isn't the last. No, no, episode. this isn't the last episode. It's just,
1: we're this, this, we're wrapping it up. It, it, it will we're wake up again. Wrapping
2: it up.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Put it to sleep. But before we go into like a deep, like meditative, like conscious, Hymenation. subconscious topic, <laughs> oh. maybe we should we should end it there and save that for next week. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. All yeah.
0: right. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for listening to the Crash Creative Podcast episode. <laughs> we'll 14? see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> <Is it> 14? <laughs> so I'll just do post audio. Yeah, does yeah. anyone know uh, when the, it is? Does <laughs> anybody know where we are? Because I think we don't. I, I think I I think this might be 15, 15. 15. <laughs> or, or sixteen or fourteen. No, because that might be I uh, might do
1: a B. Ten was not A-B even thing. that yeah. long ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what they you know what they say is it's ten cats and birds. Two snakes of a lamb's tail. Two snakes of a lamb's tail.
0: Clap it out. That's not going in (laughs) the end. Sounds good.